Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. It may be the nighttime, but the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well... We're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you in the Kia Studios on this Friday evening with you for the full four. We're asking you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much, but you want to listen in. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Take your smartphone, take your Alexa speakers, take your tablet, take your Epson printer, your Keurig, your laser disc player, whatever your device is, just download it on something. You'll be able to catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to keep up with the show is through our personal Twitter pages. I am at JMCH316. That is your Water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there. Producing the show on the other side of the glass, as always, Day Day is in the house at the D. Lewis for real. Bunch to get into with you here this evening. Uh, Bravos, they are back at it tonight. So staying on the West Coast here as uh, they take on the Arizona Cardinals. and or Sorry, the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, 940 first pitch. Charlie Morton on the mound. Merrill Kelly is the uh, opposing pitcher. Um, look, we talked about a little bit of this last night. You know, this is going to be an intriguing series because Arizona has played really well, right? I mean, they're they're tied with the Dodgers for first. Let me see if they're still tied with the Dodgers. So still tied with the Dodgers for first, 19 and 12 at home, 15 and 11 on the road. That's a, that's a good mark. Um, they've won five games in a row. Coming into tonight, they're seven and th- uh, seven and three 
in their last 10. So, you know, look, Braves are going to have their work cut out for them. We saw the Braves obviously lose two out of three games to the Oakland A's, the most dreadful, godforsaken, scuzzbucket organization in the history of mankind in professional sports. So let's see if they can bounce back because this would be a really good series win. If they can get two out of three, that would be a good series win for the Atlanta Braves. And we talked about this about, you know, look, the schedule's going to open up come June for the Braves. I mean, as we're in June now, but the schedule really starts to open up. If you can take care of business in this series, and then you come back home, and now you got the New York Mutts coming in for a uh, three-game set, and then Washington right after that, who's also dreadful. Then you're in Detroit. They're a dreadful team. Colorado, they're dreadful. They're last place. So things look up. You know, you get through Arizona, win that series, take two out of three from the Mutts. You know, you're in pretty good shape right now. And, you know, we talked about last night, opening that gap in the Eastern Division, right? In the NL East, opening up that gap, getting a wider separation between the Braves and the Mets and Phillies and Marlins and, you know, again, the Washington Nationals aren't even, you know, a competitive organization. But um, but should be a fun series. This this is a, you know, this is a pretty good Arizona team. You know, we talked to Bob Nightingale, who lives out in Phoenix. Talked to him, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, he was talking about the idea of, yeah, you know, it's, it's a good story for now about the um, Arizona Diamondbacks, but long-term, can they keep up with the Dodgers? You know, over a course of a 162-game season, you know, that's where that rubber meets that road because, you know, eventually arms get tired, people get hurt, different things like that. You know, the wear and tear and the grind of a full MLB season, you know, can you keep pace? Can you keep pace for 162 games? And that may be Arizona's undoing, it's just – they're not that they're. It's not that they're a, not a good team, or you know, not necessarily playing well, but just over the course of 162 games, it has a way of separating out the men from the boys and who's a pretender and who's a contender in all of it. So this will be a fun series. Um, you know, the uh, the final game, which will be on. Uh, oh no, I guess it's ESPN Plus. I thought that was maybe a an ESPN game, but on uh, on Sunday. Michael Soroka versus Zach Gallen. That's a really good pitching matchup. And if you don't know who Zach Gallen is, go to baseballreference.com and learn a little bit about him because he's been really good this year. And, um, you know, he's been one of the better pitchers in the National League. And obviously, Michael Soroka on the comeback train, right? Choo choo on that comeback train. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, who, who did that? Oh, Braun Strowman was the, uh, was the, would do the choo choo running around, right? I thought it was somebody before Braun, though. Wasn't um, it somebody else before Braun? Was it uh, Otis? I know, uh. I know, I know, I know, I know that um, Braun Strowman, you know, does that. You know, he he, you know, again, like tugboat. <laughs> like, you know, do you remember tugboat, Data? Do you remember tugboat along with earthquake? Right when they were the natural disasters, but you know, before that, tugboat was friends with Hulk Hogan. When when um, earthquake earthquake squashed Hogan on the on the brother love show, yes, yes. you know tugboat <laughs> was there by his side, yeah. and they were right and they were writing in letters of support for Hulkamania, you know, and tugboat was the guy there, and <laughs> he would do he would do the, he would do the thing, you know, the root root. 
So anyway, um, but I don't know if uh, I don't know if that's what's going to happen. But uh, nonetheless, this is a good matchup for the Braves. And again, considering how good the Braves have been on the road, I expect them to go in there and win a series because probably feeling like okay, we let that series slip away. We should have beaten the Oakland A's three times in a row. So, anyway, uh, it is what it is. Falcons had open practice today at Mercedes-Benz. Obviously, you heard Dukes and Bell that uh, that were down there. So, it looked like it was a decent crowd. You know, first chance for folks to get to see them. And, um, um, you know, just before we get into training camp and things like that, before, before really before, you know, mandatory minis happen, you know, uh, you know, and then we get a little bit of a break where right before camp, right, there's a – a little bit of a separation, that that time period where coaches fear the most, right? After mandatory minis and then training camp, there's that dead period in the NFL where coaches worry because that's where guys get their last one big vacations in and things like that, right? And maybe a chance for some guys to get themselves in trouble or what have you. But that's that dead period that coaches always worry about. So um, Falcons will have mandatory minis. Coming up here soon. Uh, game one last night in Denver. Um, really, I mean, the Nuggets controlled this thing throughout. 104-93. Um, Denver was really kind of in command. They they won all four. Well, I shouldn't say that. They lost the fourth quarter, but by that point, they were they were up pretty big. So they 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 led uh, by 17 at the half. Um, then added four more points on in the third quarter, and then lost the fourth quarter by 10. But uh, we're going to talk to our buddy Kurt Heelan coming up here at 740 and uh, get his thoughts about this. But, um, you know, Jimmy Butler struggled last night. He was 6-14 of 14 from the field. Bam Adebayo finally had a good game. He was 13 for 25 from the field. And then, again, Joker, 27 points, 14 assists, 10 boards. And Kurt and I are going to talk about this. Look. If if he's going for 27 and 14, Heat aren't going to be around very long. You can't get everybody else involved. Murray had 26. Uh, Porter Jr. had 14. Gordon had 16. You know, they don't need much from their bench. Their starters are capable of putting up a flurry of points. But if he's going for 27 and 14 assists, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, night-night time. It, it's going to be over before you really get started on uh, everything. So, and by the way, Kurt and I had a good conversation, just especially about the Jalen Brown stuff. You know, some interesting thoughts about the Jalen Brown stuff. So we'll talk to him coming up at, uh, at 740 uh, here. And again, as uh, we wait for the Braves, it'll be 940 will be first pitch as they, uh, I'm sure, probably ready to get through this series and then get back uh, home. And, you know, look, this will be a good good series next week to start the week off with with uh and and they'll be off Monday coming back from the west coast but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday a good midweek series for the Braves against the Mutts. And these are the teams obviously that we need to take care of our business against. You don't want the Mutts to be able to feel like that they remember day day. Let's get to our uh let's make and we sure we got to have the full version yep, of yep, the we song. Gotta, we got to yep. make sure we have the extended version of the um you know beat the Mets uh song. So where we call it F the Mets. I mean, so anyway, uh, we'll, we'll be playing plenty of that come next week. All right, here's what we got. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929.
are we going to finally have a head coaching advantage for the Atlanta Hawks? I want to get your thoughts about this as well as I get into it. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back at it, Chuck Rochelle, hanging out in the Kia Studios Friday night with you. 404-726-0929. Talking some Atlanta Hawks and about the coaching situation in general. You know, uh, we talked to Eric Reed last night and got his thoughts about how, you know, Eric Spolstra has really grown as a head coach. And and Eric Spolstra has grown on me, I, I will fully admit. You know, Sam Mitchell and I, used to argue, and this would have been 10, 11 years ago when we were arguing about this, that I thought Spolster was a guy that when you had Bosch, LeBron, Wade, that you just roll the basketball out. And I still think that. But I think Eric Spolstra has shown that he can take lesser guys and get them to play together and take a star in, in Jimmy Butler Maybe not at the level of what Giannis or Joker are, but take a star in Jimmy Butler and make him the ultimate guy that you know is a winner and puts a team on his back. And I think he's done a fabulous job over this last handful of years. From the pandemic, and obviously, you know, they're in the NBA Finals again now, beating Boston and Milwaukee in the same playoffs. Are we going to have that advantage on our sidelines? Because Eric Spolstra, in pretty much every series that he goes into, every time he's on the sideline, you feel like you have the head coaching advantage. I think Quinn Snyder can be one of those kinds of guys. I think he can be one of those guys that can give us a coaching advantage. Maybe since the days of Coach Boonholzer, and if you want to go back further than that, Maybe the last time, if it's if it's not Budenholzer, maybe it's Mike Fratello, the czar of the Telestrator, right? That may be the last couple of times that we've had any sort of advantage on the sidelines night in, night out. And I think Quinn Snyder gives us a real advantage. Now, look, 
the results did not speak, you know, uh, that kind of advantage because we were only 10 and 11 under Quinn Snyder. And obviously, you know, we won the play-in game that we had to win, but, you know, got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs again. So besides just expectations, I'm asking you at 404-726-0929, are we going to have a real advantage on the sidelines with our head coach? You know, I screamed about this for years with the Atlanta Falcons, that for so long, and especially in the Dan Quinn era, we never really had the head coaching advantage. Yeah, I understand what Dan did, and, and you know, Dan had a good, great offensive coordinator that figured things out, and Matt had a season out of his mind, and we led the, you know, had the, the sack leader on our team, and we found ourselves in the Super Bowl. Dan couldn't coach. There were too many moments that showed you that Dan couldn't coach. Yeah, again, rah-rah speeches and all this kind of stuff. Want guys who can coach. Arthur Smith is a guy who can coach. And that's what the refreshing thing was in transitioning from Dan to Arthur Smith is the idea that I think we have a really good X's and O football coach. I think we have the same thing in Quinn Snyder. And that's why this offseason is so important for everybody to buy into what he does. Because I think that he can be a special I think he can be a top-tier coach. Again, is he Popovich or maybe even Spolstra? Probably not. And, and to be honest with you, I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. You're going to pay him that kind of money, $8 million a year, championship caliber coach level. He better be that caliber of coach. He better be at that kind of level. He had better be one of the top coaches in the NBA. Because he's getting Nick Nurse, Doc Rivers, Steve Kerr, uh, Eric Spolstra kind of money. It's kind of money, Coach Bud. It's kind of money he's getting. He's in that, he's, you know, cat hair whiskers away from what some of those guys make. And I think he's making as much, he made as much as what Nick Nurse was in Toronto. So do we have the advantage? I would like to think so. I would like to think once we get this thing really cranked up and going, that we find ourselves with the advantage on the sidelines. And night in, night out, like what Eric Spolster does. I think that's one of the things about the Miami Heat is I think they're in really good hands. I probably didn't think that, you know, when he was looked at as Pat Riley's understudy and things like that, where you had Bosch, you had Wade, you had LeBron, and you had, you know, three guys in the prime of their career. I mean, the dead red prime of their career that were some of the best players. I mean, LeBron and Wade were, you know, first-team all-NBA-caliber players. Chris Bosh was no slouch himself. Well, you're a tremendous slouch. But I, I, I want that advantage on the sidelines. I want coaches that give us that decided advantage. I think Arthur Smith does that now. I, I think that Quinn Snyder can be that kind of guy for us. And I hope he is because... Your wagon is hitched to him, right? I mean, that that's your your wagon is completely hitched to him, and you know he's he's getting paid a, a boatload of money. Let's uh four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Get your thoughts. Let's go out to Doug out in Jefferson. What's going on, Doug? Hey, what's going on, Chuck? Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy what's hey, going uh, on? Hey, first time caller to you. Listen to you forever. 
Thank you, man. Hey, Appreciate um, that. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, listen, um, I hope Quinn's the man, but I don't care if you had, um, you know, Pat Riley coaching these guys. I think there's something dysfunctional with the core of this group, and I'm not going to call names, but I just think there's something going on here that, that's not going to win. And I hope I'm wrong, and I hope Quinn does a great job with them. But you're just going to have to convince me, man, because I, I just think there's something going on that they just don't mesh. Well, uh, let I me appreciate your time, brother. No, no problem. Thank you. Well, let me say it like this: if 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 we're just going to run it back, right? Like the Celtics can run it back because they've been to the NBA Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals the last two years. That's success. They can afford to run it back. Now, you know, their coaches, you know, some of the players, you know, on that roster may not want to run it back. But if we're just going to run it back, given what the last two years have been, then I'm with you. I don't I don't care if you dig up Red Auerbach from the grave and prop his coffin up on the sidelines and, and sprinkle magic dust. I don't care if you get Chuck Daly on the sidelines and let him coach this team. If we're just going to run it back, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. There has to be some seed change with this team. There has to be something that changes. And I'm not talking about, you know, not having the one of the Holiday brothers, you know, on the bench or whatever like that, or no longer having Frank Kaminsky. I'm talking about starting five, talking about one of our big money players, you know, changing something up with them? Because I agree with you. I don't think the dynamic is going to be the same. I'm hoping that Quinn Snyder can get the majority of these guys to come together and buy into what he does. But I think if we just run it back, we're going to have some of the same dysfunction that we've had these last couple of years. All right, 404-726-0929 is the phone line. Let's grab Winston, who's out driving around. What's going on, Winston? Zachary, how you doing today? Hey, buddy. What's going on, man? I appreciate you taking my call. Man. Thanks, I got man. one question for you mm-hmm. after I do this little rundown. I, I, I like Coach Quinn. Now, I'm asking you if the Atlanta Hawks had the same success as the Utah Jazz in, in uh, Quinn's tenure, would you feel like that was a, uh, a success? And I, I hear a lot of hype about Quinn, about mm-hmm. how he's this – this genius and whatnot, but I just don't see it. I didn't. I didn't see it in Utah. I saw them win a bunch of games and kind of fizz out a couple of years. Maybe make it, you know, this far when it was kind of a down year in the West. But what do you think? If you have that same results he did in Utah and Atlanta, would you feel like that's that's a success? No, no. I mean, if let me put it like this, and and. and everything always comes back to money, right? Okay. And and maybe that's not the fair way to, you know, talk about this. I'm paying him championship coach caliber level. And not me, but Tony wrestler, right? He's getting paid championship coach. level. doc Boonholzer, Nick nurse, Steve Kerr, Spolstra. He's being paid at that level. I don't know if we win an NBA title, but we have to be in the mix for it. We have to be in the picture for it, not 20 miles down the road in a ditch because that's where we are now. Uh, Let's be honest. You know, there's way too much talent 
to be in the ditch that we are. We have, I mean, I'm not telling you we've got stars up and down the roster and things like that, but we have really good players. We have good players on this team. And you see at times, we can play with anybody, anybody in the NBA. There's always examples of that. But it it it, it is dysfunction. And, and I would not call, you know, if Quinn Snyder does the same exact thing that he did here in Houston, I don't think that's a success. Because Quinn Snyder wasn't, those teams weren't in the mix for winning NBA titles. They were good teams in the regular season, fizzled, faded out in the playoffs for whatever reason, you know, what, whatever the reasons are. And he had defensive player of the year in Rudy Gobert. He had a great player in Donovan Mitchell. Like he had, he had pieces and parts. So no, I would not, I would not consider if he replicated that a success. Would that be a success for the first one, two, maybe three years? Yes. For the first year or two, if that was the results that we got, yes. But you start getting to year three, I'm going to want more. It has to build. See, that's the thing about the Eastern Conference Finals run. We never built anything. Nothing ever got better. Nothing built. Even with some of the people that we had on this roster, they didn't get better. Some regressed. Some stayed about the same. But a lot of us, a lot of those players, nobody got better. Owen out in Southwest Atlanta. What's going on, Owen? Thanks for taking my call. I think we got a good coach, and the reason why I say we got a good coach, look at all the uh, look at all the vacancies that wild in, in the NBA this past uh, what the last month or so. Mm-hmm. Do you think that do you think Quinn would have been around if we hadn't have gone out and got him within the last twenty one games of our season? I'm gonna say we made a good decision going out getting him in the last twenty one games, and people were griping about it. And the thing of it is, Trey said himself, he glad he was here to assess what he needs for the future. I think Quinn is an excellent guy, Coach. Number one, he knows how to talk with players, and the players listen to him. That's the first thing that we didn't have in here with the last two coaches. The second thing is he's going to play, he's going to have player development on his squad. Those are the first two things that you need to be a very good coach. And I don't think Quinn would have came here if he doesn't th- if he didn't think that he could work with the roster in the organization that we have. That's all I want to say. Thank you no, for I taking appreciate my call. It. Yeah, thanks, man. Look, a couple things. One is money talks, BS walks. That That's first, you know, point. I mean, you weren't going to pay him $3 million and get him off the beach, you know, from his – European vacation or whatever like that to come in here and coach. Um, he wanted a say in personnel in Utah. He didn't get it. And I think that was part of what was promised to him. The other part of it, too, is I don't know that we could have seen, and I I, 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 I like the idea of Quinn Snyder being here, and I will say teams get antsy, right? I mean, we're seeing a lot of changes in the Eastern Conference because of unrealized expectations. It may not be fair. Listen, Mike Budenholzer was a guy who won an NBA title, what, two years ago? Two years ago. Monty Williams is one of the best coaches. Monty Williams in the last three years has been NBA Coach of the Year twice, and he was fired. 
He was the NBA coach of the year two of the last three years and was fired. Went to the NBA Finals, what, two years ago? You know, was the runner-up to Coach Bud in Milwaukee. Was fired. I think he's one of the best coaches in the entire of the NBA. Was fired. Expectations, man. And I'm not saying, you know, listen, if Quinn Snyder doesn't get it done in a year or two, we got to fire him. But there has to be some payoff to all of this. That's why I said I don't think that the runs that he made in Utah are going to be enough of a payoff. I don't think that's going to be enough. Has to be better. Has to grow from there. All right, we'll talk to our buddy Kurt Heelan when we get back. Lead NBA writer for NBC Sports. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game in the Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery Show live on this Friday evening is Game 1 of the NBA Finals in the books. Pretty easy victory for Denver last night. Uh, didn't seem like they were really threatened all that much. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Let's talk some NBA Finals and NBA overall with our buddy Kurt Heelan. He is the lead NBA writer, managing editor at NBCSports.com. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Basketball Talk, and he's joining me here on the waitfor.com hotline Atlanta's Ford dealer. Kurt, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes in Atlanta. Oh, thanks for having me on. You know, my producer and I were talking about this uh, last night, about the fact that Joker is so in control of a game. Like, when he goes stretches where he's not scoring, it's not because he doesn't want to score. It's because he's getting everybody else involved and doing some other things. It has been amazing in some of these playoff games that – Early on, he takes a role where he's setting other guys up, getting them into the flow of a game, and then all of a sudden he comes in and turns it on for his own offense. Yeah, and I think that that's something that he wanted to avoid. They actually wanted to turn him into more of a scorer and didn't execute that very well. Um, and I think you'll see it a little more in game two. They're not wrong either. I think if you can – Look, it's not easy to beat Denver. They're going to put up points. That is a very good offense. But if you can, let's say Jokic has 35 points but six assists, you have a chance. Like, the Heat have a chance. They need that kind of night. If it's what we saw last night, if it's, you know, 25 and 12, forget about it. There's Everybody's involved. Everything's going on. And at that point, the Heat just aren't going to be able to score enough in this series to keep up with them. So I think that that's – Weirdly kind of the plan, but that is who Jokic is. That's who he's been for a while. He is, he is really a, one of the best game managers there is right now, and, and his ability to just always know where the open guy is is amazing. You know, and I asked uh, – I had Eric Reed on, the uh, longtime TV play-by-play guy for the Miami Heat on, and we were talking about the idea of, you know, is it a situation where 
do you just let Joker get all of his points but not let everybody else score? Because, look, if he's getting 25-30 and Murray's getting 30, then he'd have no chance. I mean, if, 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 they, if yeah. it starts getting to be a point where everybody's involved offensively, Heat are going to get run out of the building in this series. It is exactly that. It's it's also, and I mean, this isn't how many how many stars who can pass well have has this been the book on? It was the book on Magic Johnson. Certainly was the book on Steve Nash for a long time, like making him a scorer, not a passer. Um, and LeBron at points, although that was a little bit different. Um, it's definitely the case with him. It, if if the whole team gets it together, and you're right, it's, Murray's going to get his, and that's part of the other problem with this. It's easy to say turn Jokic into a scorer. They're going to run that Jokic-Murray pick-and-roll, and they have the kind of chemistry in a pick-and-roll partners that you don't see much anymore because they've been together so long, doing it so long, and it's a little little Stockton Malone-like, right? Like they've just been doing it together for so long that they have a real intuitive feel for both what's working and just reading the play and knowing what the other guy is going to do. Kurt, if we say that... Greg Popovich is the best coach in the NBA because of all of his long-term success and all the championships and things like that. Where does Eric Spolstra go? Where, where does he fit into the mix of everybody else in the coaching ranks of the NBA? I think he's the best coach in the NBA right now. I think Popovich, I mean, it's not like Popovich forgot how to coach, but he's, he's in a different place with that team right, right. now, although it's going to be, I think he's excited. Funny thing is, he's really enjoyed the last few years. He is an old school coach who likes to coach. He likes to work on player development. And when you have a higher level NBA team, or even what Quinn Snyder is dealing, you know, has right now in Atlanta, yeah, you're coaching and you're developing guys and you're setting up schemes, but so much of it is also ego management and keeping people happy and and dealing with the personality issues around any team. Um, you know, and I Popovich was relatively lucky with that because Tim Duncan, but he still at the end of the day, I, this is what he likes to do and now he gets Wemba Yamba. That said, I think Spolster's a better coach just in a better place right now. I think Spolster is at the absolute top of his game, the best strategic coach in the NBA and also maybe the best at just getting everybody to pull the rope in the same direction. Kurt Heelan joining me here on the waitfor.com hotline, lead NBA writer for NBCSports.com. All right, I, I, I'm, I'm fantasy booking now. I mean, I'm, I'm an Atlanta Hawks fan. I want desperately to find a way to try to get Jalen Brown here in Atlanta. And, yes, yeah. I know all the financial ramifications, and I get all of it and the trade package and whether or not the Celtics want to move on. I'll ask you in two parts. A, do you think that the Celtics are not going to offer him a super max type of deal? And B, do you think even realistically that the Celtics, if, if unless they get backed in a corner, they really want to trade Jalen Brown? No, I don't think they want to. I, I First off, I do think they're going to offer the super max, um, that they're just going to put that on the table. And this is one of those situations where, I'm not, you know, look, just talking to people around the league and, and connected and people around Boston. Not everybody's sure he really wants to be in Boston long term. But if they offer him the Supermax, and like, like I said, I, ex- I fully expect them to, he's got to take that, man. You don't, that is generational right. wealth, right? Like, you can't say no to that. My guess is, especially with the looming 
new CBA that comes down really hard on super high spending teams, that it is something more akin to he takes it. And you and I will be having a discussion in a year or two years about Jalen Brown wanting out of Boston now. Um, but I think what that's a patient organization and I think they're going to try to run it back in the short term. The way you get him ultimately and get him to come home to Atlanta is that he forces it, that, that, that it's what he wants. Um, if he doesn't sign that Supermax this summer, if they offer it and they, he doesn't sign it, or if they kind of lowball him, then, then, then trade talks start. I, I, his comments publicly, to me, the, the, the you know, I want to be where I'm wanted comments, I think that a lot of people read it as him wanting out. I read it as pay me. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I expect that. But if he but if he's unhappy, you know, then he forces his way out, and he's got a lot of control because at the end of the day, you're, so wherever he goes, he's going to have to sign. So he has some leverage over where he goes. Well, and, and Kurt, I mean, you know, look, it's the NBA. I mean, somebody's going to offer him a super max deal, right? If if if, well, if it's if it's if it's if it's not Boston, is is somebody not going to offer him a supermax deal? I mean, is somebody not going to offer to pay him? You know what what he feels he's worth. They can, but Boston can offer more under the right. the, the rules are set up to try to make you help you retain your right. stars, right. right? So so Boston can just offer more. It's five years. It's somewhere between two hundred ninety and three hundred million, depending on exactly where the cap falls. Right. Um, and nobody else can offer more than four years, and I, I, I'm going to forget what that exact number is off the top of my head, um, two thirty-five or two forty, whatever that number yeah, is. Yeah, I think it's two. Uh, I think it's two ninety versus two forty. That that's yeah, the. Di- um, I mean, it's like a fifty million dollar difference. But again, if he doesn't get it from Boston, he's going to get it somewhere. Yeah, as no, far somebody, as the, the teams would line up to hand right. him that. You're talking about a twenty-five year old All NBA player at a position of need. Every team in the league could use that guy, and 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 if he became available, every team—not every team, but well, pretty much every team—lining <laughs> up to try to find a way to make it happen, right? Um, Atlanta would be in that mix, and that's why I'm saying he would have a choice. All the teams that are star hunting right now, including the Knicks and everybody else, would come, and he would have some options about where he wants to be. Um, and I think that'd be the—that's the telling part. There are agents who have I've talked to. Uh, who have said that once you get into that range, and you're talking north of 240, 250 million, what's, I don't want to say what's the difference, but sort of what's the difference? At that point, you're talking about so much money and so much generational wealth that is $50 million, this is a weird way to phrase this, but is that $50 million, is that worth not being happy? At that point, you're making so much money. Would you rather go where you want to go? Um, and for some players, that peace of mind of being in an organization they want to be with, or in a city they want to be at, or whatever is driving this, matters more than anything else. So, Kurt, if let's just for argument's sake say a Jalen Brown is off the table for the Atlanta Hawks, is there anybody else out there that you feel like that? could be a, a good trade candidate. I mean, I've seen some strange names. Like, I've seen Kristaps Porzingis, and I'll be honest with you, no. I don't want anything to do with him. I mean, a seven-foot-three um, foot, seven guy who stands 30 feet out from the basket. I, I don't I don't need that for the Hawks. But is there anybody that you are intrigued by as maybe a trade partner uh, to, to bring into Atlanta? 
Yeah, by the way, the Wizards are one to watch. The front office changes they made suggest that they there could be major changes there, although that would have to really start with with Bradley Beal. And by the way, if Bradley Beal becomes available, I'm not sure that's that's your guy, right? Like an older guy who's very expensive, who's yeah, and another guard. Like that's not really the, the need. Right. Um, but there's other teams. What happens if things devolve in Philadelphia? Um, and there's, I think you're going to see a lot. There's a theory going around. It, 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 it's funny. I was just talking with a couple of guys last night about this. Here in Denver. There's a theory going around that because we're a year away from the new collective bargaining agreements, worst provisions or, or best, you know, most onerous, you know, kick parts kicking in, you're going to see heavy movement this year from teams that want to make additions or get out of this. And so you're going to see some, you're going to see more trades this summer than we've seen in a while and more than we probably see in a year just because teams are kind of like, hey, we can kind of make this move now. In a year, it's not really, it's not something we want to do being over that second tax apron, that kind of lead apron they've got out there. So it's going to be interesting. Um, and I, I think that's the beauty of the NBA too, John, is we can talk about, yeah, man, maybe it's Carl Anthony Towns and they're changing things around in Minnesota because they want to build around Anthony Edwards, which, by the way, wouldn't be the stupidest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something else. You never know. There's always going to be some name where we're like, really? That guy? It just always seems to happen. Last question for you, Kurt. Is, is there a team that you think could be seller? You, you, you know, you brought up the point about getting out of, you know, getting out from underneath everything. Do you think that there's a team in mind? Are, are you eyeballing a particular team that you think that, okay, this thing isn't working for whatever reason and maybe it's time to try to start over? Minnesota is one that I think is like I wasn't kidding. I think Carl Anthony Towns is one a lot of teams and 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 have their eye on. Uh, they're kind of they're kind of stuck with Rudy Gobert. That is an untradeable. I don't want to say untradeable, but yeah, pretty close. What you, what, pretty pretty close. What you'd have to attach to get rid of it. But that team between since just you and me talking, they should be building around Anthony Edwards. Sure, Anthony Edwards is the future there, right? Like I. I don't. I, I'm not sure that Carl Anthony Towns fits with Edwards perfectly. They're not quite on the same timeline. I. That's one a lot of teams are are watching. Like I said, there's a lot of eyes on Philadelphia. I mentioned them. Um, depending on what James Harden does and kind of how the summer goes, I don't. I don't think they're there yet, but. I don't know. We'll see what happens. If how how unhappy Joel Embiid be, is suddenly changes everything because then. Is Tyrese Maxey in play or some other guys that you might be interested in? I don't, again, Maxey's a guard, so it's not necessarily where Atlanta would want to go, but there are big men and forwards who could become available. And like I said, there's always one. There's always one that catches even us off guard where we're like, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, always uh, always a very interesting offseason. I'll, I'll hand that to the NBA. It's always a very intriguing offseason. Check him out on his personal Twitter page, at Basketball Talk. He's the lead NBA writer and managing editor for NBCSports.com. And Kurt Heelan joined me here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Kurt, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes in Atlanta. And listen, we'll, we'll chat again here soon. I look forward to it. I'm, I'm 
I'm looking forward to going to Miami. I'm going to try to find some places to go out at night and see. I don't know if there are any. You know, I get in. I get in at ten. The city's pretty much closed by then, right? Yeah, and you know, there's no beaches. There's no pretty girls. I mean, so listen. I mean, yeah. you'll have nothing to do in Miami. Um, yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just going to be in my room working. I, I was going to say read a book. I mean, you know, that's <laughs> that's about what it is. So, Kurt, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Take, take care, man. You got it, John Chuckery. We'll be back. Sports Radio 99, the game in the Odyssey.com app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.